0: What's up, y'all? This is wide receiver Deontay Simpson.
1: This is cornerback Cam Johnson. Cornerback Deshaun Getty Jr. Senior four Zachary Simmons, and you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24/7 Sports Podcast. I'm your host Matthew Bruni, and with me, once again, is messy-haired Colin Mitchell. Mm, Colin, man. do you own a comb? Uh, I actually own a brush. Uh, a brush?
0: Yeah, I don't, any I, don't
1: sort. I don't comb my hair.
0: Can you put a hat on, please? So I don't have to look at this for is, an hour? Wow, this is what happens. I take a nap because I have a headache, and he instantly comes on here and criticizes me for the way I look. look Unbelievable. I
1: just I just wanted you know the what? audience to know that, all right, he's getting up and he's going to get a hat. He has woken Maya up behind him, and it looks like he's going to go acquire a hat and be back in the frame soon. But anyways, while Colin's gone, um, welcome, friends, to this North Texas podcast. And he's back with the Heart of Dallas Bowl hat that he undoubtedly got in 2016 mm-hmm. when North Texas made the Heart of Dallas Bowl. Uh, Colin, does that bring back good memories? That's an appropriate hat.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I wasn't aware wear the Pistons hat because I think it might have made you upset. But I'm wearing this instead. Uh, you know, it doesn't bring back bad memories only because, you know, it was supposed to be an up and up type of thing mm-hmm. and we've just gone down and down since then but mm. Mm. we'll get into all that good <laughs> stuff in a bit uh but yeah
1: thank you all for joining us uh we are going to cover obviously north texas game against appalachian state in the myrtle beach bowl the first bowl game of the year actually and then get into what needs to change and then you know you answer y'all's questions at the towards the end well, it will kind of be throughout the podcast but you know mainly towards the end so Colin let's recap this game uh whenever you're ready
0: oh sorry
1: you you never remember the only segment we have the only steadfast segment we have on this show you never remember but that's okay
0: fans want to remember this but anyways uh, 56 or no 28 points uh yeah okay three two one all right, so North
1: Texas comes out of the gates, has an edge, has a chip on their shoulder. It looked like they were getting in fights, they were drawing, and they cut it to uh, 14 to 7. Then they went down 21 to 7, and then it just got out of hand. And North uh, App State just started breaking long run after long run. They ended up running for over 500 yards, and North Texas was helpless. Jason Bean had a pretty solid game. They were able to run the ball with Trey Sagers and Oscar Addoway, and North Texas loses another bowl game. It helps a lot that you show me the time now.
0: Yeah, I didn't before, but I figured I can pace myself. Yeah, I I can pace myself. It's kind of cheating for you, but it's okay.
1: No, it feels great. So, yeah, like, I think last time we started with the defense. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be kind of the the hot topic here. I want to start with the offense, though, because it was such an interesting game on that side of the field. I I don't know what to think about how they played besides that. I feel like they missed an opportunity early in the game to make this an actual game. So Appalachian state gets ball first, they go three and out and then North Texas gets ball and they go three and out. And I was like, if they could have just put something together like on that drive just to get some momentum, but Nope, they don't do that. And instead, um, Appalachian State comes down and eventually scores and sets the tone, and it was it was over. But at that point, I just felt like that in the first half is where they really needed to, to to hang on because App State looked like they were kind of laxadaisical, not all the way in the game, having some turnovers, some or I'm sorry, not turnovers, having some penalties. Um, they didn't break any long runs yet in the first, you know, quarter and a half. And North Texas just completely whiffed on that opportunity on offense,
0: and it largely was because Jason Bean missed a few easy throws. To me, what about you? Oh yeah, I mean every every throw that you were like, oh, it's gonna be a good throw, and then they show the replay, and it was always, you know, a step behind the throw yeah. was. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily think that they, if if Jason, I mean, like you said, Jason didn't have an awful game or anything, but if if the offense did put together and score first, and then they kind of kept it a game, I don't necessarily think it would have been a game because you still have to outscore your defense at this point, and we obviously saw how that went throughout the game um so sure it seemed like an okay game early and I was like oh maybe they won't you know give up 50 plus points uh but I mean at the end of the day we know that the the problem with this team is the defense first offense second
1: yes yeah um I mean I was sitting there watching the game and the whole time for me and this goes to both sides of the ball the entire game, because like you said, it was it was kind of close early on. They It felt like they were going to have a chance at some point, and they just couldn't take it. But for me, the entire game was just a, this feeling I had internally of just waiting, just like, okay, when is Jason being going to throw the interception? When is someone going to fumble? Or when is Appalachian State going to break a long run? Because mm-hmm. that's what I knew was going to happen eventually. Something bad was going to happen, because that's just what this team does. Something bad was going to happen, and sure enough, it did happen late in the second half, and we'll get to the defense later. Um, Jason Bean specifically, I i mean, on paper, he had probably his best game. I i mean, not his best game because Middle Tennessee was better probably, but he had a pretty good game on paper, 21-36 to with one pick, two touchdowns, 251 yards, three sacks, uh, only ran for 10 yards. I mean, App State was obviously a good defense, and like we've said before on this podcast, he can't just run against anybody. Like he's not Lamar Jackson. Like he has to have some space in front of him. Uh, but with all that being said, I feel like Jason at least managed the game to the point where he he gave them a chance at times. Now I will say for them to win the game and be competitive, he had to be better than this. He had to have he had to make those throws on third down. He had to make some tough throws. He had to get out of the pocket and make them a miss and get some yards on the ground with his feet. But he was not able to do any of that, and so what we got at the end of the day was a very safe game on his part. Um, I was waiting for that interception because they kept <laughs> running the they kept running the same damn comeback routes on the outside, and you could tell App State was just like, okay, yeah, we'll give this to you now. We'll give you this six seven yards right now, and in the fourth quarter where they do, they jump it and basically take it to the house. Like it's predictable, it's basic, it's vanilla. This offense continues to underwhelm you. Uh, not only in personnel, but as far as what they do schematically, and Jason being at the at the helm of that was just underwhelming as usual. Um, obviously, Austinani wasn't playing. Uh, do you feel like Austinani would have given this team like how much do you think Austin would have helped?
0: I mean, at the at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because they're not going to score fifty six points against an App State team. Uh, early, like we said, we were waiting for that bad thing to happen, and I think that is a that was almost a facade for them being quote unquote in the game, right? Like we were sitting there like when's the pick gonna happen? You know, when's the sack gonna happen? When is App State gonna, you know, hit the big touchdown or hit the big touchdown run or whatever. I think that is that is just a a mask for for the quote unquote competitive thing. Because that normally happens early. You know, we normally see it on the first play of the game touchdown or something fifty yard gain or something like that. Whereas instead we got a three and out and we're like, oh there's hope. Yeah. <laughs> so I tweet I tweeted in all caps it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of as a joke obviously but still. Right, but uh, but I think that it I mean for you and I too it was like oh maybe they can at least make it towards a respectable score or a respectable outcome cuz I don't think anybody thought that they were going to win the game they just wanted it to look they just wanted their team to look good and yeah. uh you know that kind of died after the, after probably halfway through the second quarter.
1: Yeah, I think at the halfway point of the second quarter we were like okay because they app state didn't take a 21 to seven lead until six minutes left in the second quarter Mm -hmm. so you're at a over a quarter and a half where you're like oh my gosh it's a one possession game pretty much like you're right there and i'm in my head i'm like okay app state is definitely not playing well and but i at the same time north texas didn't look like they were playing very well they had countless penalties i want to say that seven for, for 76 in the first uh quarter and five like five minutes into the second quarter or something like that like they were just getting so many penalties and then they weren't doing anything on offense so i'm sitting here like okay app state's not playing well but what if like north texas can break a big player what if north texas can get a turnover or some a luck up on on something and um you know the but, but the whole time i'm sitting here like in in my in my heart and in in my head i'm like okay you know app state's gonna gonna break this open pretty soon like it's not gonna last <laughs> and sure enough that's what happened and once app state broke it open i looked um i i said i said this is not a team that has ever took a punch like that especially with the way that they broke those runs this is not a team that has taken punches like that and responded very well like, yes, they've come back from down double digits four against Middle Tennessee. Uh, they came back against Rice. Um, but on all the other games you look at against good teams, which is what we've always talked about, against good teams, how does the team play? When SMU punched them in the mouth, that was, game was over. Like, when Southern Miss or Charlotte punched them in the mouth, that game was over. Like, it, it's, it's not we're – we're in a position right now where it's never about what, how, how they do against Middle Tennessee. It's how they do against the teams that I just named, or Appalachian State. And we all knew, I mean, it it was just a feeling we all had. It was was easy. It was like, okay, cool. They're in the game. But when is this going to end? When is the avalanche going to come? And sure enough, it came in that second quarter. Now, before we get to the defense, um, obviously no Jalen Darden, no Deontay Simpson. Uh, Jair Short has been out the whole year. Uh, No DeAndre Torrey. But other than that, they were pretty healthy. Uh, except for when uh, two guards went down in the middle of the, in the middle of the second quarter, I believe it was. Do you feel like Darden or Deonte
0: would have made a difference here, like helped them? How much do no. you think it would help? No, no. I mean, we know what this team is. Darden gets his numbers. If it wasn't thrown to Darden, if it wasn't thrown, if it was thrown to Darden, you just don't have the numbers for Austin. I mean, that's yeah. There you go. Uh, or you don't see uh, you know Oscar Attaway or Trey Siggers getting as many carries. I mean, that's all it comes down to because at the end of the day, yeah, Darden can break, but you know, that's what this team has always been with or without Darden has been a big play, you know, boomer bust team. And most of the time it's bust at this point, just because, you know, we don't, North Texas doesn't have a quarterback really. And then there's no sustainable defense. So there's no way to get a rhythm. So, I mean, sure. It helped to have those guys and it might be a little bit more exciting, but if you're not able to beat teams like, you know, UTSA or, any conference usa team really charlotte southern miss then i don't then what's what's it going to mean against that state yeah and last thing i'll, I'll continue
1: with positivity i guess oh uh, <laughs> before we get into uh some disputable points uh the the running backs were really good trey sigars and oscar i thought were tremendous and the offensive line despite having those a uh, couple injuries in the middle of the game i thought were, were pretty good as well they they gave jason some time back there they gave the running back some pat some openings um so that was exciting at
0: least right no, yeah, I loved Oscar right away. And I, it was, I forgot, I think it was late in the third quarter where Trey Siggers didn't really break a run, but he got like a five yard head start and just started. Th- I just like threw a couple dudes off of him. And I was like, Trey's, Trey's back for that play. And I was, that was exciting for me. Uh, yeah, that was that's was fantastic. And true. then the line, too, like you said, it, Jason didn't have to, you know, roll out a lot. And the line has always been really good at this season. So, yeah, no, for sure. So
1: then we get into the debate before we get into the defense. Um, I'm obviously you watched the broadcast and for anyone who watched the broadcast and wasn't there it felt like
0: every five seconds they were talking about how depleted north texas was did you hear that yeah there was a lot of uh north texas might have had a lot harder time this season than most teams or you know the coaches told us that they didn't have linebackers for a whole practice one time (laughs) or it was (laughs) like you know what are you gonna do yeah. with these teams so young? I don't want excuses, damn it.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting here. I was just sitting there shaking my head. I was sitting there like, how have we reached this point in the middle of a pandemic where every where teams are barely getting to play? Ohio State got to play five games. Like Big Ten's barely playing games. pac is barely playing games, and we get to the North Texas of all schools, and we say. Oh my gosh, poor North Texas. Oh my gosh, how are they doing this? Just, I mean, just to win a game, really. It's just so impressive, really. First of all, the defense is pretty much all intact. They had their defense today, right? Like they, Upton Stout played, which I didn't know if he was going to play or not. Like they had, they're pretty much their entire defense. Right? All,
0: all you have to know is that Lorenzo Thompson played offense. Yes, and that's all you have to do. Didn't need him on defense, <laughs> right? And
1: so then,
0: yes, you have the departures on offense: Jalen Darden, Deontay Simpson.
1: Um, everyone, I said Jair Shorter, De- DeAndre Torrey. DeAndre Torrey is expendable. You have Stiggers and Attaway. I I love DeAndre Torrey. I think he's probably had the best year of anybody in uh in that running back room. But you have three good backs for a reason. Then Austinani, yes, I think Austinani would have helped this offense. I think you needed him to have a chance. But like you said he's not going to win you this game. single way. The defense needed to have play a little better, uh, to have make it like 35 42 late in the game or something like that. Um, Jalen Darden. Yes. Would have helped the team a little bit on offense. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think that he would have overwhelmed Appalachian state's defense, despite he was, he would have had really good numbers and the other receivers. Yes, they're, they've been good, but you know, it's, it is what it is if that's all you're missing at this point in the year in the situation that this college football season is in i don't want to hear anything anything i don't even hear, want to hear anything resembling this and you know what pissed me off was that coach the didn't say that didn't say, he didn't okay he said the right thing right he said the right thing he said we're not making excuses you know it's next man up mentality this should not even be a topic of conversation. This is how he should have answered it. He should have been like, I don't give a damn about who's out, who's not on the field right now. All I care about is who's on the field because we should be good enough to win this game or at least be competitive. At the very least, be competitive. Because you know why? Because I've been here for five years, and I've had five recruiting classes to make this team somewhat respectable. And now we've coming off a four-win season, and we're saying that it's a next-man-up mentality. You know what that tells me is that you have to get that. If they don't already have that mentality, then you saying that is not going to put that mentality in them. Like That's the point where where if you're not Lorenzo Thompson, you're not ready to play on both sides of the fall, which Lorenzo Thompson looks like a damn beast. If you're not Lorenzo Thompson ready, then you're not going to be ready. And that's all it is. If you're not Upton Stout ready, you're not going to be able to play. Like That's the point we're at right now is where we're saying, well, I hope the next guy's ready. That's basically what you're saying and they're, they're not, they're not. And that's an indictment on you as a coach. That's it. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple.
0: Is there anything you want to say? No, I I started it. So, so that was a good ending. You did
1: start it. (laughs) I just, I was sitting here just shaking my head and obviously a lot of it's on the uh, broadcasting crew for just inflating
0: how sure. bad it sounds Sure, I, I don't think Seth like went out there in his in a PR sense and was like, hey, broadcast crew. Um, but no, I, I completely get what you're saying um, in terms of like, if you're like the halftime speech, the broadcast crew is like, oh yeah, we talked to Seth about the halftime speech. He's like, it's next man up mentality. You know how many times I've heard that in the press conference? And Seth say that at any point in this year and you're still saying in a bowl game, like it's been next man up, like you said, it's been next man up the whole year. You haven't had guys... There hasn't been guys to go in front of Upton Stout like he's he is the guy, and then everyone else after that is next man up. Yes,
1: it's like well, first of all, the defense was was perfectly fine. Like they had everybody. The offense basically had everybody. You have Jason Bean who started multiple games for you this year. Running backs, offensive line. The only thing you were hurting was receivers, and the receivers were not going to win you this game. Another thing that what another thing that got me was that you can't. The whole thing about you having injuries and you, you know, people, young players playing all this stuff, you would think that when that happens, you would not play well, right? Well, I think North Texas played basically one of the better quarter and a half of their entire season in the first quarter and a half. So what are we talking about here? Like if they would have played as well as they did in that first quarter and a half against UTSA, we would have be having a very different discussion at multiple points in the year. They've never played that well. In a quarter and a half, they holding Appalachian State to a three and out. Where was that against UTSA? Where was that against SMU? Where was that against Louisiana Tech? All these teams that just drop forty plus on you, you're not shorthanded. You're, you're, it should just be pretty simple. It should be, a they're not. You have everybody on defense, and b we have pretty much everyone on offense, and we're good enough to go win this game. I just don't understand because we're sitting here. Talking about who's not on the field, and again, this is coming back to the broadcast more than anything. I'm not blaming Latrell for the broadcast saying this, but we're sitting here talking about who's not on the damn field instead of just saying that North Texas just played a really good quarter and a half of football, and then return to what they've always been this entire season. This isn't an anomaly. They're not playing bad for the first time this entire year. They've been playing bad for this entire season. That's what this. That's what this is. And so that's where I just couldn't. I couldn't believe it.
0: But anyways. Unless you have something to say, we can move on. You sound <laughs> upset, so I think we can move on. It's okay. I don't want uh, to upset you on. anymore. No, let's <laughs> move on to defense.
1: Oh, we oh, we will be upset at Oh, I'm ready. Points.
0: The defense is, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, let's go to the defense here. Um, Also, another thing about the offense, last thing, They run that same damn run play every single time. Just the the one where the tackle and the guard pull or the tight end in the guard pull, and they just give it up the freaking B-gap. And I just can't. I just can't believe it. It's. It worked. It worked to an extent. I'm just. I'm just asking. Where the hell is the motion? Where is the experiment? Where is the? They ran a double pass play that I wish I could see. But it, it's all about what we said this entire year is. Where's the creativity? And it has not been there for anybody. So, anyways, they ran. They ran one quarterback draw with Jason Bean, and it got like eight yards. But that's neither here nor there. All right, let's get to the defense. Um, you, I want you to start here. What, what do you,
0: uh, what were your takeaways of the defense? Just, me just after me allowing five hundred and ten. Let me just lay out three, on three plays in a row right here. Okay. App State gets the ball about seventy yards away from the end zone, run up the middle, touchdown. North Texas goes out, you know, doesn't score. App State goes back out, gets the ball about seventy yards away from the uh, the end zone. Touchdown, but there's a penalty, so it gets called back. So you're like, oh, maybe a little bit, little bit of hope there. Maybe a little bit of hope. No. Next play, third play, <laughs> about 70 yards away, one yard line, <laughs> and then they score. That was those were the, that was the the I don't even know. I've never seen that before, and I Ever. watched Portland State Ever. in person. They Portland State scored on the very first play. It was called back because of penalty, and they called the same play again and they scored off it again. However, this app state team, those three plays were not alone. I mean, those three plays were the exact same plays and they did it more times in the game. Like it's not like it just was that time. Like they they had probably they probably ran that play. That play probably averages like if you had the Madden thing on the left and it said like average yeah. per play, it was probably like like 40 yards. <laughs>
1: No that, that play was crazy They And the thing is Latrell said after the game We knew they were going to run the stretch play on us
0: Well damn it didn't look like you knew <laughs> no. It didn't look like you knew And it knew. always ended up with Deshaun Gaddy Like trying to go out Trying to go And he just couldn't
1: Right, Trying to get around a block and make a play Or he just on one of them he just flat out missed a tackle I, yeah. I really think he needs to play corner like, Right I mean
0: that's his position but, I, he had to play safety. this But year. but regardless, like if like you yeah. just said, if they're ready for that, how are you gonna have it run on you three times in a row? And every single time, it's basically a touchdown. Every single time.
1: It was unlike any, like you said, it was unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, that stretch. Well, the thing is, and before that, they they had two runs of sixty plus yards in the first half.
0: Yeah, same play.
1: Yes pretty much the same play <laughs> and so you had a sixty two yard touchdown you had a sixty seven yard touchdown then you had the the seventy yard touchdown you you referenced and then that happened and I'm sitting here and I'm just in awe and I couldn't believe what I was watching and I know anybody watching couldn't believe it because that is that is that is middle school stuff like if if you put a high school running back against like middle school players that's what you would look that's what it would look like.
0: Yeah, like, and, he, and, and he wasn't touched. The, the, most of the time, he Ever wasn't touched.
1: He wasn't touched, and that's the most alarming thing, is that if you're in the right position, you should be able to touch him.
0: Yeah, get a handle. on be able him. You to have
1: a chance to tackle him. But they didn't even have a chance to tackle him. Yep. And yes, they could have shed a block. Yes, they could have pushed a blocker into him or something like that. But holy crap, you know what's coming, and you can't stop it. Like, at some point, make them run it up the damn A-gap. At some point, make them do anything other than that. But what we witnessed is an that is an unforgettable stretch that, that will go down in history with this Seth Luttrell team. Like, you have the drive. You have the blocked field goal from Amik Robertson. You have the Arkansas fake punt uh, catch. Uh, and then you have this play you have this just this sequence of events that was utterly embarrassing i'm sure i'm missing a few events in there obviously but good lord that was just absurd and the funny thing is the funny thing is <laughs> uh let me find the exact moment when when i said it so it was i believe it was let me find it let me find it because it's 31 21 and a half 35 21 and a half i'm sorry okay so late in the third quarter, it was 35-21 still, right? And with th- three minutes left in the third quarter, I'm, si- I'm watching it with my dad, and I say, I'm looking at the computer screen, and I'm like writing up a tweet or something, and App State gets the ball back. And this was before the, the last 62-yard run, um, touchdown run. And I said, this is where they score. No joke. I said it. As they come out on the field, this is where they score. And sure enough, what happens? First play, 62-yard touchdown. He looks at me and asked, did you see that on your computer or something? Like, did you know? I said no. No, I just knew. (laughs) I know what this team is. I've seen North Texas play
0: so much. You know what's worse, too? Everybody knew. Every person who's watched North Texas games this year knew that that was going to go for a touchdown. (laughs) It's like, it's because, A
1: they know that it works the the app state team and b north texas is not resilient enough to change or fix or do anything to stop it and they're not good enough to stop it and so app state comes out and i was talking when i said this is where they score i meant like this drive is where they score so i'm not gonna take full credit of you know being uh, a predict a prediction guy to where i predicted the exact play didn't have a vision yeah, I didn't have the vision, but I knew they were going to score this possession. And sure enough, what happens, they drop, break the 62-yard run. And then I said, and then North Texas comes back on the field. I'm like, this game's over. Like, they're not scoring again unless if it's in garbage time. Because I said, this team, when they get punched in the mouth like that, they don't come back with Jason Bean and march down the field and score. Yes, they marched down the field and scored on a couple occasions. I thought they were not bad on offense. But holy crap, that was just such a – again, it was a moment I'll never forget – it wasn't looking at my computer and saying this is where they score, and then they go down and break a sixty-two yard run. And I, I'm i and as you know, I'm not one of those guys who like likes predicting plays specifically, but is it, it was unbelievable, unbelievable what I watched. And we didn't even get into the stats, which I think are just I don't even know the stats. I yeah, oh. you know how many yards they rushed for? Probably over
0: five hundred. Five hundred and two. Nice. I know he that uh, that running back had five touchdowns, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Cameron Peoples had twenty three carries for three hundred twenty one yards, and five touchdowns. Nice. Hundred nineteen yards. So he averaged fourteen yards per carry. The second running back had six carries for one hundred one yards, and yeah, man, it was just, it was amazing. They averaged over twelve point six yards per carry. Like we're talking about North Texas running the ball well. They averaged four point one yards per carry. App State had those long runs, ran 12.6 yards per carry. And the whole time, if you remember early in the second half, when App State just started, like, chunking it, and remember when they started taking, like, shots down the field, and I was like, what is happening? Like, why are they panicking? And then they got back to the run, and it was over. So, and we'll get into all those questions about the defense in a bit, but just, I thought the secondary was kind of fine in in coverage. Wouldn't you
0: say? There's no reason to pick out to pick up right spots. There's ag- there's actually zero reason.
1: I tried. I tried. <laughs> Let the record show. I tried. Uh, But yeah, man. Just unforgettable performance from the North Texas defense. In the worst way. In the <laughs> worst way. I just can't... That running back entered the game with like 800 yards rushing and he rushed for 319 yards in a game.
0: They said that they... Uh, the coach said that they wanted to give him to 1,000 yards yeah, Before when the they said
1: that, I turned and I said, "He might get a thousand yards this game." <laughs> like it's it's no, just that's what they wanted. No, he might get a thousand yards in the game, like oh. in one game. <laughs> I was I was halfway serious.
0: If they would have let him, they would have let him.
1: I just uh,
0: how many total yards of offense do they have? Like seven hundred. What am I no?
1: Uh, total yards, 638. Jesus. So they only passed for, what, 120 yards? 118? <sighs> North Texas only passed for 100 yards. God damn. But, oh, I'm sorry. That's not right. Forget what I just said. Jason Bean passed for 251 yards. Regardless. I just, I, I needed a moment to, to gather myself after that game. It was just, and the thing is, like I said, I'm sitting there watching it with my dad and it's just like, he's like, oh my gosh, how is this happening? And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is, come back next Saturday and you'll, you'll see the same thing or go watch an old game and you'll see the same (laughs) thing. Like it's, it's, it's every week. And so with all that being said, we can, you want to, let's take, I mean, we have a lot of questions. So I feel like we can take questions
0: sure let's just do questions they probably cover everything that everyone wants to know
1: yeah hold on let me let me see if i have anything that the questions don't cover oh here's one i have one topic that questions do not cover okay okay well actually first let's get into someone asked this question i'm not gonna find it thank you all for your questions by the way um all right let's just get to questions you're right and then uh, i'll have one because we're going to kind of get into season recap type stuff not full on re- season recap but we'll talk about the season and the future and etc cetera, etc cetera. okay first question let's roll also jason bean learn how to slide please good lord yeah That
0: first it was terrifying
1: <laughs> and then the last one too he's just I didn't like see the last stare. one i
0: i, I left
1: because he like he doesn't slide. He's running he and then falls. like oh no, I have nothing and then just sits down.
0: Yeah. When
1: when you're a quarterback though, what you see from Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, is you're not in position to slide a lot of times, so you either run out of bounds or you slide early, early to get out of the way or dive or something like that. Like you don't put yourself in that position. He hasn't learned how to do that yet. He's used to just running past people and apps that you can't do that. Okay. All right, here we go. First question from Taylor: Why were we in that bowl game?
0: Well, uh, cause Seth wanted us to all to suffer. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean Seth said that he wanted he wanted him to play, and sure, games are good, but like you, everyone read Bruni's column. I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. It's a VIP. Read his column. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. I personally,
0: there's can. no reason. But read the column.
1: <laughs> yeah, just go go read the column. It's, it's, I think it's titled North Texas faces app, Appalachian State in bowl game, or North Texas gets into bowl game, but why or something like that. Yeah, yeah, just, just go, read that. Just, yeah, just go check. Just go check. That. Just go check that out. Let me find the exact name of it so that way y'all can find it on the site. Uh, North Texas is set to play Appalachian State in bowl, but why?
0: Yeah, read that and yeah. listen. It's worth the money. It's even worth just, it. even even if you just if it's just for that, cancel your account after that if you if you really don't want it, it's worth it for that. Just just read that. there you go. That's yeah, all I'm pre- going yeah,
1: pre- say. <laughs> yeah, pretty simple, pretty simple. We, we said beforehand, like this is not gonna be fun. and it was not fun. no, like sure, you got to play one more game. You got to practice for another week, but the taste in people's mouths over the next. like think about it if you're coach Bowen, if I'm coach Bowen, I'd be pissed.
0: Oh, absolutely. Pissed. Absolutely. Pissed. Like,
1: okay, I understand. And before everyone comes at me like, oh, my God, like, how could you say that? Like, you're obviously, football players want to play and coaches want to coach and all this stuff. Like, yeah, no duh. Like, of course, they won't want to play and they want to coach. But you're going against an Appalachian State team that is going to destroy you. And everybody knew you were going to get destroyed. Y'all knew y'all were going to get destroyed too, okay? Don't, don't act like you didn't know this. If you're Clint Bowen, you come off of, A, giving up 43 points to UTEP. But y'all won, so nobody said anything. So you're like, okay, we're cool. You know, we're just gonna get to the the offseason. I'll be able to rebuild, get get some guys in here, jucos. And then Seth comes in like, oh yeah, we're gonna play Appalachian State in two weeks. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, excuse me? Oh, Appalachian State, in in South Carolina, so it's an away game. Get ready. Two weeks. We'll be there. Uh are you sure about this one, Coach? Uh, yes. We have to. We have to play it. We have to get these guys experience. Like, I think they got enough experience. You know. You know, nine games is pretty good.
0: Nine games is pretty good.
1: Like some teams out there played five and stuff. Like, you know, all the young you guys know, got a lot of experience here. Look, it's not look like at we're Rice. Playing new look at
0: Rice. <laughs> Please.
1: Oh man. You saw you saw the UTSA game, right? This is what, exactly what's going to happen. The, the same thing. So, uh, yeah. If I was Clint Bowen, I would just been like damn it. We couldn't, couldn't get out of this one. Uh, but it's uh, in in all serious, (laughs) in in all seriousness, in all seriousness, um, I definitely think that I understand, like I said in the column, I understand coaches and players want to play, but it's up to either an athletic director or anybody else, coaches, the athletic administration, anybody to be like, what's the cost benefit of this? Like, what are we putting into this and what are we getting out of it? Like, yes, you're going to come out even as financial uh, financially, which if you go read my Q&A with Ren Baker, you'll you'll see that. Basically said we'll break even on this at the very least, if not better. That's awesome. But there's a reason why the, when I say the 2018 North Texas football team, the first game you think of is Utah State pretty much, right? Or FAU pretty much. Like those losses define that season more than the wins in a lot of ways and you had a chance to get out of here without one of those losses like memorable losses right because a bowl game is going to be a memorable moment regardless win or lose and now you have that right now and I just don't I don't think it's good for recruiting I don't think it's good for morale I don't think it's good for the coaching staff especially especially if you want to keep your jobs like not saying that there, there's going to be firings after this game, but it makes it a hell of a lot more likely. Like I, I just look at it in all these different ways. Like players might want to transfer. Players might be unhappy. Like you you just, it, it becomes a really dicey situation. And I don't want to say that in a, you know, downgrading, uh, with a downgrading tone or anything like that, but it's just the truth. I feel like it's pretty obvious. So I don't think they should have taken it, but regardless, let's get to Taylor's next question. Did it go worse or better than expected? I think that's an interesting question
0: because we I uh, had it
1: forty nine twenty one. You had it sixty four twenty one. So
0: what do you? Yeah, think? Uh, that that first half went a lot better than expected, and I if that held the whole held the whole game, I would be on here, and be like, yeah, it went better than expected. However, after those three plays that I mentioned earlier, this went way worse is way worse than expected because it wasn't just a a normal like oh you know there's a big player there's a big pass it was a let's run the same damn play every time and score on it, so, uh, this went worse in my opinion. You go you go you play a game and you get like you said with a full defense you don't have the excuses like not having Katie Davis one time or not having corners and having to play Lonzo Thompson or whatever. You have a full defensive unit and you get just wrecked. I don't know I don't know I don't know if I think it was it's definitely not better than i expected considering
1: i had 40 48 21 or 49 21 um is it worse or was, i think i mean it's about what i expected honestly like you said the first half was pretty good as far as like i knew the expectations yeah <laughs> expectations go um and when app state got the ball back with 22 seconds left on its 37 i was uh my dad left and i was like i eh, shouldn't have done that
0: like, <laughs> they have two timeouts here they definitely could do something he's like he's like there's only 22 seconds left. he's like no i've seen worse no, 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 no. And you so, wait.
1: <laughs> sure enough, they break through on it. It's like, okay, there you go. If they just would have – the penalties bothered me. The big plays bothered me. If they just got rid of those a little bit, I would have came away from this game saying it was might have been better than I expected. Um, but instead, because of the way it happened, I'm going to say it went a little worse than expected.
0: Yeah. So. Um,
1: uh, we answered that third question about the injuries. Uh, yes, North Texas is outmatched. Thank you for your questions, Taylor. Next, uh, G- hashtag GMG, North Texas Eagle. Uh, is the problem A, coaches, or B, players? And if A, then why are we not cleaning house right now? And if B, why are we not in the portal getting a whole new defense? After getting manheld in three straight bowls, can we get a strength and conditioning coach as well? Mm. Big demands
0: here from the fans. Of north uh, texas. okay so is it either coaches or players is it uh, coaches or players i think it's clearly both uh obviously you're playing young guys uh now they shouldn't be giving up the same you know 60 yard touchdowns every time but obviously they're not going to go out there and, and compete with an app state in any situation ever especially when you're a north texas team uh but i would put a lot on coaching only because we've talked about this throughout the year is the is there's no swagger on this team. Seth's failed to kind of build a, I don't know if it's too harsh, a winning culture this year in terms of like, why are you still saying next man up? Like you said, why are we still saying this, you know, at the end of the season? Like everyone should know by now, like, yeah, we're all young. Let's just play, play the game. Um, I think that, that shows a lot more only because once they do go down, then, then we see it show because like we said yeah. that, that first, that first quarter and a half, it was like, Oh, this is kind of what we expect. That was almost like their peak in a way, like against a Nap State. Like, oh, they're actually playing, and then they get that, you know, that long passing touchdown, and then you kind of start to see, you know, the wheels fall off, and once the wheels are gone, you know, anything can happen, and we saw it time and time again. So I think that yes, it's a player thing. However, I think a lot of it is also coaching.
1: Well, the thing is that on defense, specific specifically, and I think we'll talk about Bowen uh, in a bit. The hard part for me was just watching the same play over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. And so then you get look at the players and it's like, can the players shed a block here? Can the players do this something here or there? And they couldn't do anything at any point. Like We saw, and I don't want to single Deshaun Getty out again because everybody was not good on the defense. We saw him miss tackles. We saw uh, the linebackers miss tackles. And so I think if we're going to continue advance this conversation here I've always been a proponent of it's hard it's going to be hard to fire Bowen after one year especially with Mathis and a new defensive lines coach uh you have Jennings out there who's been there now for two two years I think it is or two or three years but I think since like you said the answer is both I think it's going to require both to solve the problem. It's gonna require either somewhat, I don't wanna say cleaning house, but getting new blood in there on defense as far as coaching goes. And then hitting the, the either the transfer portal or the uh, junior college um, ranks really, really hard. And obviously that's not gonna solve everything. Cause like we've seen, we've seen underwhelming guys, whether that's John Davis, Devontae McCray, uh, you go on a list of players that from the junior college ranks or transfers And that doesn't solve everything. But it gets into another point that I have that I feel like we're asking this 2019 and 2020 classes to do too much. We're asking them what's too much. So, you know, everybody's been talking about, you know, the 2019, 2020 class. I've been talking about specifically. I will put this on me. I've been saying once the 2019 and 2020 classes come in and they, you know, establish themselves as players, this team will be fine. And I still believe that to a to a degree, but it is a problem that I am relying on them to not only come in and help this team win games, but basically reset the culture. That's what it is, right? Like I'm I'm coming in here. I'm saying 2019, 20 classes, uh, 2020 classes. Just wait till they get in here, and then we'll get Deshaun uh, Gatty, Upton, Stout. We'll get all, all these guys in here. The, the Murphy brothers, all this good stuff. Kevin Wood. You name it. They're going to come in here and they're going to help this team right the ship. Well, the ship is pretty damn tilted right now. And I think it's a lot to ask of those kids to come in here and not only help this team win, but completely right the ship. Because like we've said, the culture, like you said, the culture is kind of wonky right now. It's not set.
0: Uh, and I was, that's my biggest concern. I'm going to disagree with you in the sense that you haven't been hyping them up too much i don't think okay first of all our expectations coming the season was not that this defense is going to be you know above average i mean more than above average this year i think we we both expected it to be average at at least and obviously that didn't happen however that was with the assumption that there was a culture that you know that bowen would be able to improve the defense in in a stretch that Devontae McRae would come in and, and be good those are your those are the juco guys that you quote unquote brought in to, to kind of revitalize it didn't yeah. work you had Jordan Rucker didn't work you had John Davis didn't work you had I mean you have guys still Keelan Crosby Alex Morris Quinn Whitlock like, Quinn Whitlock, like it didn't work so I think it is a cop-out to say not not for you but like just in general to say like oh we expected too much for the young guys. I think the young guys did the young guys did as much as they possibly could. I mean, they got thrown in an awful situation. No, no yeah,
1: I'm not saying that they they didn't that they're not playing well. Because I I again I think that those two classes are going to be the reason why they do well in the future. I'm just saying that they've they they have stepped into a mess
0: that I didn't think was going to be this bad. No, right, and we thought the mess would be purely on the personnel side once Bowen came in. And we learned that the second, like, there's no, like you said, there's no resilience, there's no, quote unquote, next man up, whatever you want to call that whole thing. Yeah. You know. Yes, the players. No depth. Right. There's no depth. But that is that is almost all a product of coaching, in my opinion. And, and this is not just Bowen. I mean, like culture, like the foundation that we've always talked about, right? And yeah. this isn't in the sense of personnel. This isn't the sense of like, okay, well does this mean that, that that EJG and Brandon Gardner type of thing should have been better? You know what I mean? Or does this mean that, like, how long has this been an issue is what I'm saying. Like, how, how yeah. long have these holes been covered up to where you have to have players like EJG or Brandon Gardner, you know. Ladarius Hamilton. Ladarius Hamilton make up for your shortcomings as a, as a culture aspect. And that, that's more alarming to me. 'Cause I think I, I agree with you that the 2019-2020 class, I think this year we expected them to be good. And they've shown flashes that they're capable of doing it. We saw this for the first first quarter and a half. That's how they should have been playing all season. At least. Yes. And and we don't we didn't get that. And I think that that purely lays on, you know, Seth, Bowen, and all all the, you know, the higher up coaches. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think you you addressed that very well in that it's
1: it's been very worrisome not only that the personnel has not sh- shaken out but then that even when they do feel it feels like they do have the personnel they're still not able to get them in the right positions all the time or not able to maximize their talent in a lot of ways i but um,
0: i don't even mean in that sense i mean in just to respond like mm-hmm. like when when is someone going to make a play? And I think that like we like we know that Upton Stout can make a play. We know that Deshaun Gaddy can make a play. We we've seen Katie Davis and Tyreek Davis make plays. Um Devontae McCrae wasn't just called a, a a good defensive end, you know, just because. Like he was supposed to come in. So where where did this get lost in translation? Why aren't guys playing like anybody, why isn't anybody on defense playing up to where they should? It would be a lot different if we're sitting here saying like, "Oh, you know, the secondary is just bad," or "Oh, you know, Katie Davis, and Tyreek Davis are having a bad year." Everybody is playing bad. Yeah. Everyone has shown flashes, but everyone is playing inconsistent, bad, whatever, showing no resilience. There's no, there's no fight back at a certain point in the game, and that falls on completely falls on coaching, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know enough about the
1: strength and conditioning coaches, um, how they do it well. Uh, what do what they do or do not do uh, compared to other uh, teams across the country? Uh, I do agree that they have been manhandled to a degree. I mean, especially in the bowl games, obviously, they've been manhandled. But we'll see. Appreciate the questions. Uh, next, NTSN. If you're in Ren Baker's shoes, how do you take control of this situation and the amount of losing? I'll go first. Yeah, I was so like, I've been going first. <laughs> I was on podcast with App State and I was on uh I did a Q and A with an App State writer and both of them good good people, good people, good guys. Um, but they both had this like innate expectation of we're supposed to be winning championships. We're supposed to be doing this. We're supposed to be top twenty five every single year. That's what it felt like to me. And I can kinda understand that even though they've been an FBS team only since like twenty fourteen and before that they were FCS division two team or not division two fcs um something like that i'm not gonna quote don't quote that but regardless and i thought that was interesting and so now we look at this team as app state is a prime example of someone that was able to sustain once they peaked right so they went up went up went up and then sustained and that's what north texas we hoped was going to be able to do after those nine-win seasons is sustain. You don't have to win nine games every single year like App State does, but at least be in a bowl game. You have to at least be seven wins, at least be eight wins, something like that. And so if I'm Rin Baker, I'm looking at it as what more can I do, right? So if you're an athletic director, A, obviously he was not the one to build the new stadium, but the new stadium is new. And so, Apogee Stadiums were only 12 years old, 11 years old, something like that. Yeah. So, not, yeah. So, less than that. So, you have a new stadium. You just build an indoor football facility. You are revamping the athletic center. You won the nine games with Seth Latrell and then extended him multiple times to make him the highest paid coach in conference. You say you gave him a private jet, for God's sakes. <laughs> You did everything right when you have a winning coach, you try to keep him so that way he doesn't go to Kansas State. So you did that right. And then you not only do that, but you allow him to get the staff that he wants and you schedule pretty good teams. Uh you do well as far as scheduling goes, I'll say that. And you put them in pretty good bowl games, which obviously is a lot of that's conference, a lot of that's not just Ren, but you know, Ren is in their ears a lot of times with Seth. You do all this stuff right. And Obviously, he didn't hire Seth, but he, again, extended him. He made him the focus point here. And then it just falls off the cliff. And so now you're sitting here with your hands tied behind your back because you've already extended him. You thought he was the one. You built this new facility. You have all this going for you, but you just can't win the games. So what can you do besides let Latrell or work with Latrell to
0: get new coaches in there?
1: You can't do anything else.
0: Right. Okay. I was I thought you were asking me and I was like no, I don't think unless you can do anything unless else. If there's
1: something, unless that there's some loophole I know that that ADs can can do something that I don't know about, whether that's in recruiting or scheduling or something, I don't know, but like he's doing everything
0: he can. No, I I mean I I completely agree with you and, and we've seen we know it's not a Ren problem because we've seen how good basketball's done. In such a and short he time hired, time. and he hired McCaslin, and that's the difference here is that he didn't hire Seth. Not saying that Seth was a bad hire, yet. Um, <laughs> Don't call out Rick V like that. Oh, I'll call out Rick V. A dude, dude had a plane flying over campus telling people to fire him. Yeah, no, that dude, <laughs> no, that that dude, that dude can be called out. Uh, but like we know, it's not a Ren problem, right? Like you said, he's done everything right. So at the end of the day, this is just expediting the. Proverbial hot seat that we've been talking about all season, and because that's that is all he can do, and obviously he knows that football is the money maker, especially after COVID. Like this is just all this is doing is making a decision easier for him at, at the end, if if it comes down to that.
1: Yes, no, that's that's a hundred percent right. Is that this this isn't one of those years where they're treading water, right? They were submerged under the water trying to breathe and they couldn't. They were drowning. Yes, so... all year. <laughs> All year. <laughs> so now, if the same thing happens next year, then it makes it easier to decide. Okay, three straight years of being subpar. You know, we can't. We can't have that. We can't have that for the amount of money that we're putting in, to, in trying to get this program right. That's another thing I said on the Appalachian State po- uh, podcast. Is it's been impressive how North Texas has tried to up their game in in the football, uh, in the sense of uh, football, or in the sport of football. Paying Latrell, how much they paid him, building a new facility, the way that they built it—not just one of those Rice facilities where it's, you know, the inflatable one out there—it's um, a, it's a legit thing, and that's not a shot to Rice. Shout out Rice, but um, I feel like he's done a fine job. I don't know what he can do. Um, if I'm Ren Baker, I'm sitting here like, well, at least basketball is going to be good, right? And we'll go, we'll adjust football next year at this time. So that's all, really. You can do, I think. All right, appreciate your questions, NTSN. Next, uh, Sano Valente has two. Do you think we pursue another quarterback in the portal in this offseason? So, portal being a transfer, not a junior college.
0: Wow, you didn't think they knew that? Wow.
1: I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying go
0: ahead. Uh, I mean, you have to. Who's going to start next year? Absolutely have to. Have to? Have to? You, you better l- be looking. If someone doesn't pick here, that's a different issue. But you better be looking because – Jason Bean is not gonna is not gonna cut it next year. Austin Oni at this point is not gonna cut it next year. Oh, okay, what, what? Say all what I'm you're gonna saying, say. Though,
1: all I'm thinking about, all I'm thinking about is how many how many scholarships can they allocate to quarterbacks? <laughs> <laughs> like unless Will Keeney or Case Martin leaves, uh, that's a lot of quarterbacks on this depth chart here. Think Listen, about man, it. Think if, about If, it. Think if, about if it. you
0: need them, if you need them, you need them.
1: No, think about it though. Austin, Jason. Kaysen, Will, Amani Gilmore, Bryce Drummond. I'm forgetting one, aren't I? No, that's it. Right. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And then you add, let's say you had one more. That's seven.
0: How many? And those, those are. Only one of play? those is like a freshman. How many of those guys can play? Three. Three. If
1: the transfer's good, or if the 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 portal guys. No, hit? currently, currently, oh, how many Amani can play?
0: One could too. Oh, three. right now at this moment? Ne- Amani. Yeah, maybe you're gonna need it, it, it next year. We'll say three. Amani will be in that. And if you're uh, saying they can pl- this play, and we, if if, if you're if you're if your bar is to play is is cur- what we've been getting, you gotta all, you gotta find. Somebody. All I'm
1: saying is I, someone please correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you'd be hard pressed to go through the FBS and find a team with seven scholarship quarterbacks on its roster.
0: Listen, man, I don't make the rules.
1: Look, we got Will Keeney out here. On kickoff return,
0: we had Case on kickoff return.
1: Yes, K- like we we are using these scholarships on quarterbacks. Seven of them, and none of them. Oh, okay. Well, six of them, and none of them have broken through. Well, we don't know just what Bryce Drummond is. I'm not going to say that. Just turn
0: him to spe- special special teams tight ends. Watch. Just watch Bryce Drummond come in and start. Uh, I that's fine with me. If he's if he's if he is about... if, if he is at the level of Ani and, and Bean. If.
1: Is it, these are all big ifs. No, oh no, no. And even if he is, they won't.
0: That would be the most upsetting thing I've ever I've, I've No, no
1: they both. it would take a lot for a true to start a true freshman over think about it. He is with the youngest player in that room by at least two years. Will Keene was class of twenty nineteen. No, I know. So like they didn't get a quarterback twenty twenty, obviously. And so
0: All I'm saying. All I'm saying, he did it once with Mason.
1: Oh, that's all. All I'm saying was they probably had three quarterbacks on the scholarship then, they would have like six or seven next year. That's a crazy number. Anyways, uh, second question is, do you think no, Deion Noville comes back next year? I say
0: no. Oh yeah, no one's coming back. Why? Deion Noville yeah, made first team. Scum.
1: Jason Pertle might come back next year. Jason
0: Pertle, sure, but Deion has has NFL aspirations. This dude, yeah. this dude's over. This dude's done with losing like this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Appreciate your questions to so know. Uh, Billy's
1: asked, uh, how much can, how much impact can transfers really make on the defense next year? Usually when we get transfers, they aren't great in year one, like McRae, John Davis, and Jordan Rucker. It's kind of like what we were talking about already. Well, we've seen it work with SMU. Is that just coaching? We've seen, we've seen it work with a lot of teams. Is it just coaching or is it
0: getting the right players? I mean, both, I guess. Uh, obviously, you know, you got this team does not have a pass any pass rushing on it at all. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um, however, in the same breath, like why didn't Jordan Rucker and John Davis work out when they're coming from like Purdue and and Texas Tech? Like, those are clearly better schools, regardless of where they played at those schools. So, I mean, yeah, I mean we I mean we talked about this earlier too. Southern Miss played with like eight guys off of uh, out on defense and they almost won a game or they did yeah. win the game. I don't remember. Yeah, no excuse.
1: No, I agree. I agree. It, it, it's, it's, I remember when I said it was like 60, 40 players to coaches, like on the defense, I was like all on the coaches side, all this stuff.
0: Yeah, I was too.
1: No, no, no. I flipped that easy 60 40 on coaches, at least. At least. At least. And that's what I'm saying, man. Taking this game, you're sitting here. Yeah. I flipped that. <laughs> the media <You> know, flipped. <laughs> the media flipped. And you know what the media does? We can put pressure. Okay.
0: Push it. Bruni, Bruni's getting power hungry
1: i got back all right chris rodriguez oh appreciate your questions billy chris rodriguez asked um did seth unintentionally hurt the team and coaches by agreeing to play in this bowl
0: i mean you talked about this a second ago so
1: i did i did i know we don't have to like go in depth about it but i just think like, it's funny how he phrased it unintentionally hurt the team by and coaches by agreeing to play in this bowl yes yes Yes. Like, I don't care how much... Like, think about it. If playing that extra bowl game helped significantly more than playing in week seven against UTSA, then we haven't seen it. We haven't seen that extra week of practice pay off from a... Like, Kyrie Muhammad and the team, right? Kyrie uh Taylor Robinson in the, that secondary made a bowl game played Utah state lost embarrassingly lost come back the next year 2019 they go four and eight like if if it helps as much as it did we're not seeing it so that's all I'm saying is that yes of course we want the the more time but at what cost it's not just a free week of practice you have to play the game at the end of it so appreciate your question next Jeff <laughs> this is the funniest one I got <laughs> He said he just said, what's the point? Not like it's going to make a difference. That's it. That's the whole question. <laughs> no context. Jeff, Jeff, I feel you, man. He I, he just replied to my question. Maybe he was replying to a different tweet of mine and said that. What, I don't know. But what's the, point? what's the point? What's the point? Thank you, Jeff. I don't I don't know <laughs> for making me question. I don't even know. I don't
0: even know how to I'm questioning everything right now. What's the point You're of questioning doing this podcast point. right now?
1: There's none. All right. Next question is another great question. Ryan asked when do they shut down this when do they shut this program down seem to work for UAB somehow <laughs> yo where have we gone where have Listen, we gone
0: man, I'm just going to go on the thing that Ren knows what he's doing Seth wasn't a wasn't a run higher I'm leaving it at that
1: next question thank you for your question next question Brian Russell asked number one Clint Bowen he's got he's getting fired right this has to be the worst statement I've seen, and that's saying something. If he's not, how and why does he keep his job? Let's take it. Let's get it right now. Do you All think right. he's back next year?
0: Listen, man, this is so hard. This is so much harder than refit So much harder. I hard have know. been a proponent of Bowen getting one extra year. During the game, I will admit, I, w- I said that he might not be back and might not deserve to be back next year. However, I do not think that this end, starts and ends with Bowen. I think this goes up to Seth as well. So I think that... This whole regime Operation. will get one more chance, and if it's game four and you're one in three, all of them are going. That that is my that is my prediction.
1: I think that's a good. I think that's a really good analysis. There is that these because Latrell and Bowen are, are buddies. You know, they're they're friends, and I I just can't see if Latrell lets Bowen go. It will be because kind of what we said last year, but moving forward into a bigger picture this year, it will be because he thinks that he has a full year next year in it. Like he's not on the hot seat directly at the start of next year. He thinks that he's going to have enough time to turn this ship around. Because if he thinks that it, it just has to go, then you have to keep the same defensive coordinator, right? So if he thinks like this is it, like we have the next five first five games of next year will decide if I'm fired or not. You have to keep Bowen because at the end of the day, yes, it would be nice to save face, but at the end of the day, when you fire Refin, then you fire Bowen and you fire Bodie Reader, like you know, and you're the you're the offensive coordinator, like you're giving yourself so much power you're also, while you're saving face initially, you're also putting more pressure on yourself in the long run.
0: Right, because when, when, are, the, when are the changes gonna come and they haven't yet?
1: Exactly, so when do the changes start to matter also, right? Yep. So yep. when do you start to hit on those hirings? And so I think you ride it out with Clint Bowen for however, as long as you can. And if the defense is bad next year, then you'll probably be fired. But if you're not fired, then, then you get rid of him and you go from there. Um. But like I said, if he lets him go, I think it's a move I think that it's saying that he has more time than we think.
0: Agreed. I don't think he has more time than, than we think. I don't
1: though. think so either. I think And, he has and, and him
0: taking this bowl game, like you said, did a lot.
1: <laughs> I just don't understand what the thought process was. Like, I, again, no, no, no. Actually, I do understand the thought process. I completely understand it. We're players, we're coaches, we want to go play football and coach football. That is amazing. I completely understand it. In these times, in this pandemic, I can't look at someone and say, you shouldn't be playing football. Like, as far as, like, if it's safe to play and all that stuff. Like, yes, go play football. But someone has to look out for them, right? Yeah. He, at the end of the day, Seth Luttrell has to look out for himself. Clint Bowen has to look out for himself. Like, at the end of like, well, this is what we're talking about here. And it's not like they played four games. They played nine. So, anyways, it's just a... Tough situation to be in. Uh, next, here you go. Positive. Brian asked, uh, "What gives you hope that we'll be better next year?"
0: <laughs> you want some non-positive <laughs> stuff,
1: right? Just answer it with if nothing.
0: Oh, do you uh, want me to go first? Go ahead. No, yeah. I'll go because I'm always the negative person. Uh, mm-hmm. What could? What is positive for, for next year? Okay, first of all, they still have these recruiting classes. You got. You hope that they take the jump. Uh, you hope that. You know Bryce Drummond looks good whenever he plays backup. Hopefully, Amani Gilmore is good. I mean, you, you're you're banking a lot on these recruiting classes more so than you were this year, only because they are no longer just all freshmen. And uh, I mean that that's what you got to hang your hat on at this exact second. I got it. Okay, I got it. Thank you. I I was you're, trying you're, really hard.
1: Your answer was good. Your, your answer good.
0: was good. It 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 was like a half lie. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, these classes are Damn. good, but it seemed like a cop-out okay. in a way, you know?
1: Anyways, all right, no, 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 look. No, you answered the question the way it's supposed to be answered.
0: I don't, does that make me a politician?
1: Here's the other answer. <laughs> does that make me a politician? <laughs> this is what gives me hope. Uh-oh. Monologue time. They can't be worse than this year. That's
0: what gets me hope. That is way worse than my answer. That's what gets me. Hope. Even like I said, me you answered that that it the way I was Even to be me that. saying that it was a half lie at the end. That is way worse than my an answer. Literally,
1: again. No, do we you're have right. To read off? You're do right. We have to read off their four wins. No, no, this no year? Do we no, have no, to read no, that no, off no, no, again?
0: No. You're completely right, and I say that because this is exactly how everyone felt after Port- the Portland State year, 2015. This is exactly like, how everyone felt. You can only go up from here.
1: Literally, if I have to read off their four wins again. It just continues to get the message across. Houston Baptist, Middle Tennessee, Rice, and UTEP. Four teams that are either not in the FBS or historically really bad or having an awful year. Like those four teams, I think combined, or I'm sorry, the three FBS teams, I think combined for eight wins. Pretty much all, all you have to say here. And then you get Appalachia State. And then we have to remember that the three games that were canceled were the toughest three games on their schedule. Houston, A&M, and UAB. So oh, I don't know. I don't, four... if,
0: if Listen, man. If they played all those games, <laughs> I don't know. know if Seth makes it. I don't know if I
1: make it. <laughs> I, don't know I probably will make it. I think I, I – like literally, imagine watching 65. No, think about, it, think about it. 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 You play Houston Baptist, you win, right? It's awesome. A&M. You play SMU, you get oh, beat SMU. by 30 then you play a and m who we are on the talk for a college football playoff top 5 yeah you get beat by 40 let's say you get beat 62 to 20 21 something like that then you play houston and houston just runs it up on you they they score they they beat you 59 to to 28 and then you play Southern Miss and you lose by ten. Then you play Charlotte and you lose by 20, 28. twenty eight. You're looking at a one and four. You're looking at a one and five team. A one and five team. And then sure you beat Middle Tennessee, awesome. Then you get your butt kicked by UAB and you're looking at a two and sixteen now. Then you beat Rice, cool. Sure, that's assuming again. Rice would have been a lot better if they had a full season. Of, uh, because we we both expected Rice to be better than this and i think they are better if they would have had a full season. So but let's say they beat Rice, cool. Then you lose to UTSA and lose to Louisiana Tech. Obviously the La Tech game would have been earlier, but you get the point. It's just you again, i wish they would have played more games because football players and coaches love playing football and coaching football, but 4 and 5 and 4 and 6 looks a lot better than 4 and 8 with the margin of losses that they would have had this year. It is incredible to think about what this year could have been, and that's in a bad way. So, with all that being said, the optimism for next year is in that it can't get worse. It has to get better. These 2019-2020 classes, I'm going to continue to put pressure on them because it's the only hope that North Texas has at being serviceable over the next three years. And I really believe that these this, these two classes are going to help them a lot. The 2021 classes will um, I think that that's going to help them. They're going to have a few guys in there that can play immediately on both sides of the ball. The offensive line is going to continue to be really good. The quarterback situation is the number one priority. Number one priority by far. And if they can get that figured out, then we're looking at a team that will make a bowl game
0: the and right lose way. again.
1: Cool. All right. But they'll at least make it with six wins and not make it with a losing record. They're not gonna make it with a losing record next. I year.
0: forgot. Did you tell me that they're the only team to ever make a bowl or two bowl games with a losing record?
1: I didn't look it up. I assumed it's true. I just laughed that it's probably true. But then again, a lot of teams are making bowl games this. Shout year out! Year. Shout out the heart of Dallas Bowl. You know. What a time. All right. Thank you for your question, Brian. I know it's an optimistic question, and I kind of turned it sour. But, anyways, all right. Um, next questions. In your opinion, oh, uh, green blooded asked. In your opinion, what was UNT's biggest pitfall this season? <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. I mean, they're
0: they're a lot. Right. I mean, run defense. Oh no, I'm I'm no, I'm just what going. Are you, where I'm, are you going? I'm going for the for the head of the snake. You going for Seth. the jugular?
1: Oh this podcast is off the rails, man. <laughs> Relax. I just witnessed Relax.
0: one of the worst football games I've ever Chill. watched. Yeah. <laughs> no. Go, ahead. Go, Go ahead. Listen, man. If like you said, you're five. You get all the players you want, you get all the coaches you want. You got your you got your friend as defensive coordinator. At some point, man, at some point, you gotta be held you gotta you gotta stop being hailed as a golden boy, you know? So
1: I feel like he was, he was, I feel like it, yes. I Okay. After last year, he was done beating the Golden Boy.
0: Yes. And so after, now this, he's just and, like, and going he's into this year, boy if, if you, if, if you're coming out of this year, quote unquote, <laughs> if you're coming out of this year not being, quote unquote, the Bronze Boy after losing after how much you did, that means you did an, an exceptionally bad job. An exceptionally bad job. Because you and I both said, oh, it'll be, it'll be the quote unquote gap year. You didn't think it should have been. But now, we're, yes. I, I mean, I'm here saying like... And I was like, oh, it's a gap year. It's fine. No, no, no. I
1: thought this year should have been the gap year, but
0: I thought last year no, should not have been. No, no, no. I know, but you said that it, it shouldn't be an excuse is what you were, you, yes, you were saying at the end exactly. of last season. And I was saying yeah. it, it's okay to be, especially with COVID. Now, though, absolutely not. I mean, if this is... this is Early in the season, you asked if, if he was on the hot seat to me. I said yes, but misunderstood the meaning. He is actually on the hot seat now. And if, if next year... Those first four games don't go good. You give me if if it, if they're two and two, and those two losses are really really bad, and those two wins are very very close. We might see something.
1: Oh boy,
0: because because at some point at some point, you have to show something for your for for the five years that you've been here, and you haven't so far. Look at,
1: it, the most telling number, in Seth Luttrell's tenure. It's the fact that he, is, know, know what you're say. that he is. What you gonna say? He is seven twenty-two and one against the spread since that Louisiana Tech game in twenty eighteen. Seven wins. There's seven times. No, not even seven wins. Seven times he's covered the spread out of thirty games. And again, in a lot of those games, he's getting against the Appalachian State. He got three touchdowns. Couldn't cover it. Against SMU this year, he got two touchdowns. Couldn't cover it and sure spreads are an abstract thing that people set that you know can be misleading at times of course but a lot of times they show who the favorite is and who the underdog is that's what it is right at the end of the day it shows who's supposed to win the game and seth cannot overcome that he is 1 and 11 in his last 12 games as being an underdog 1 and 11 he cannot outperform anybody when they are the underdog but then you look at any other team you look at
0: another uh, i just there's no reason for us to go back into it again no there's not this this has been this has been the whole season
1: and so we're sitting here and figuring out what the problem is and at the end of the day it might just be Seth. it might just be that he doesn't have it and that might be the biggest problem so, but we'll know next year. Like you said, we'll know early next year if they don't oh, come yeah. out and they if they don't play. Ooh, and I and I don't, don't even mean play, like
0: I don't even mean if they beat their FCS opponent by twenty points. Like if they give up thirty, like did against Houston Baptist, like that that is not a check check mark on the on the pro side. That is a con. The,
1: the win over Houston
0: Baptist this year probably wasn't a check mark. No, 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 it wasn't. But no, but we didn't we didn't sit here and go, oh, you know, this is gonna foresee the rest of the season being awful, awful. Yeah. Like, we were just like, yeah, the team's young. They have freshmen. Uh, Their quarterback, I forgot his name, is was, was pretty good. Billy Zappi. It, any – next up year Zappi. is going to be looked under a microscope, and if they, if Ren sees the same problems that he saw this year, in any any scope, you better be watching. it You gone. Yeah, you it's better gone. watch out.
1: It's gone. So, well, A, we have to see what they do with Bowen over the offseason uh, with all the coaches, really. We have to see if they bring in a quarterback's coach, which I think they need. I think – um, Seth will continue to be the offensive coordinator, even though I think that he needs to have more variety in that offense, undoubtedly, and which comes when you bring more people into it instead of your, just yourself or an offensive line coach. Cause an offensive line coach will just, I mean, I'm not saying Mike Blesch is not a good offensive coordinator. I don't know. I'm just saying that it feels very limited in that room right now. Tommy Maynard, Mike Blesch and Seth Latrell and Maynard and Latrobe have been like this for their entire tenure together. So they think the same. So I just, I'm just saying, get some new blood in there, get some new ideas in there. Look, look at what works. Look at what doesn't work. They've preached the damn pace thing this entire season. And yes, they have done it at times when they pick up first downs, but how often is it that you pick up the first down? Not often. So um, they have a lot riding on this off season. They've done the first part in getting good freshman recruiting class. Now you have to go hit the transfer portal. You have to go hit the junior college ranks. You have to get the coaching carousel, It is going to be a busy, 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 busy offseason if Luttrell is back, which we both assume that he will be. With all that being said, um, I think that checked everything off that I had on my list. Um, Just a couple of quick stats that I want to throw out there to you. Um, This team gave up over 200 yards in seven of their 10 games on the ground, which I thought was an incredible stat, just incredible stat. Like, 502 yards on paper is so jarring that I can't even, like, fathom it. 502 rushing yards. <sighs> God bless. That's a lot of yards. Okay. But anyways, um, like we said, it's going to be a busy offseason. So, if – you enjoyed this podcast if you enjoy our work over at mingering 24 7 feel free to subscribe and we are running a i believe it's a 30 percent off deal right now for the new year i'm not 100 positive but check that out i know we get the first month for a dollar that we're running that right now um, so if you want to do that just spend a dollar and get our uh, vip content for a whole month we got a lot of basketball stuff coming as well and we'll have you all up to date on the latest north texas news and then follow us on Twitter at Mingreen247 for Colin, at CJH Mitchell, for me, at Matthew Bruni underscore. Um, shout out to our friend at Appalachian State for being uh, very gracious to me in their uh, podcast and on their uh, uh, 24-7 page as well. Um, Yeah, what else do I play? Oh, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Please, thank you. We're still at 42. I forgot what your uh, what our deal was to get you to 45. I don't remember, but it was something that made it to where It was on the podcast. We'll go back and listen to it. Yeah. It was something funny. But yeah, get us to 45 uh, 5 stars reviews. Or 45 reviews total. Make them five-star, though. Uh, and leave us a rating uh, and review. And follow us on SoundCloud. Anything else that I forgot, Colin? I don't think so, but that was kind of out of order. Yeah, it was super out of order. But y'all get the <laughs> picture, right? Do I have to repeat anything? No. No. Basically, the big thing is subscribe to me 24-7 and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple. Scroll all the way down there, and you can press it. All right, Colin, I think we're done. You can finally let your hair down and just <laughs> Taylor Swift it I around. Used to, I used to have hair like that. Oh, I know. I've seen the pictures, unfortunately. Yeah, I used to have the have the proverbial Bieber cut. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. It, I don't think they're, I don't think you want the fans to know. but I'm pretty sure I posted a picture of me with it before. I don't remember, though. I hope not. I hope not for your sakes. But all right, guys. uh, North Texas basketball plays on Tuesday, I believe. So check us out for that. And yeah, for Colin Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni. Y'all stay safe, and we'll talk to y'all later.